Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Star Sound Speaks. This is your host, Irliana Samsara, with episode 174. So uh, we're going to give you, I'm giving you the, this week's uh, little astro highlights, and um, one of which, the big star, of course, is the new moon on Tuesday. So um, where we start. This week, we've got um, a really, I'm calling this episode Grace Amidst the Pressure Cooker, the play and grace amidst the pressure cooker. Uh, so there's there's some intense stuff, but there's also really good stuff and it's making it a, um, it, it's a powerful moon and we I know we can use it wisely. Um, I know there's a lot of turmoil going on right now with Roe Wade. Um, I, I'm reaching out to some of my fellow astrologers to talk about this, probably the next episode, but just wanted you to, to know that, um, you know, you can, the signature of all that is occurring right now in the United States with the loss of one of our constitutional rights um, is definitely alive and, and a play here with this new moon, with this week and with this new moon. And there's, there's also, excuse me, there's also a divine grace. So we're going to talk um, about all that. Okay, so, you know, this week we have, um, what's really um, great about this week is that we have uh, Venus and um, Jupiter, well, let me just say that Venus and Mercury are playing together this week. They're both in the sign of Gemini. And, and so um, that gives a very playful and curious, inquisitive spirit to our connections, our socializing. It's you know great for socializing. It's great for reaching out. It's great for connecting and assisting one another, um, maybe with shopping, travel concerns. Um, you know, uh, I would think it's a great time to buy you know equipment. You know, get a good deal on things in the marketplace, especially like with Mercury. And Gemini, you know, loving things like mechanical things, so computers or, you know, any kind of equipment, machinery, um, cars, bicycles, you know, you'd probably get a great deal on a bicycle if you were to, uh, you know, be in the market for one. So, so yes, and, and I think too about like enjoyment, you know, Venus is about the pleasure of life and, you know, fun and good good times. And so it, it takes in, in the sign of Gemini, it's like, you know, let's be curious and, and uh, check out, maybe check out things that we've never um, had fun with before. You know, like for instance, I'm thinking of like a pinball machine, you know, just something, um, you know, when you think Mercury, how he darts around and it's this busyness and it's like, bing, bong, bong, go here, go there, go here. You know, it's like quicksilver, it's everywhere. And it's like the little silver Ping, um, pinball in the pinball machine um, that kind of bounces around, you know, so that's, that could be the spirit of how we socialize and, and, and have fun this week. And it could actually be, you know, hey, go, go, play a go play a pinball game. In the days before video, hey kids, you know, there was one time there wasn't an internet. And we, we actually had fun and, and video uh, um, with uh, video, um, I keep saying video arcades, um, the old fashioned arcades, you know, with pinball machines and the pinball wizard. And if you don't know what a pinball is, look it up. <laughs> so um, anyway, yeah, so just to say that um, it, it's certainly, a, and here we are heading into the holiday weekend. So that that's nice, you know, because we, we definitely need that right now. And 
um, the assistance and, and the grace and all. Um, Jupiter is um, also, Venus is coming into a sextile, which will be there for the new moon. Into a sextile which is a very positive aspect with, with the planet Jupiter in the sign of Aries. So there's this, this aspect of assistance, divine blessing. Venus and Jupiter are both the benefics, you know, the, the lesser and the greater benefic. And so they they are conspiring, you know, to um, bring good goodness and ease and grace. So um, and I would say empowerment, you know, with Jupiter being the law and things and Aries in the sign of Aries, it's like standing up and being strong. Um, you, you think of the the, the protesters in, in across the country right now. You know, they're standing up and they're speaking up about having their rights taken away. And so um, is this a very serious matter? Absolutely. Um, is there a bigger picture involved? Yes, there is. I've been meditating on it. I need to meditate some more. I'd like to, and I'm gonna be bringing on some, we'll have guests that will, will address this. Where, you know, how do we find our way through this um, in terms of ourselves, our future, um, the divine feminine? You know, this is definitely a time where we, are strong in our way of being, um, but not like the strength, the, the way in which we've traditionally thought of strength. There's a, there's a different paradigm of strength emerging. And I think this is a, a long process. But anyway, just to say though, that that Jupiter sextile Venus um, is, is going to be prevailing. It'll really build from now, you know, for Sunday through Wednesday, but it'll still be in effect into, into Friday, the 1st of July, for the, um, the, uh, the July 4th weekend. So Venus and Mercury playing together, Jupiter, you know, bonify, you know, um, not bonifying, sextiling that. So again, lending its support. All right, and then um, Tuesday, June 28th, we have Neptune, the planet of dreams and fantasy, glamor, illusion, delusion, <laughs> but also divine inspiration and devotion, you know, like the Bhakti. I always say Neptune's like the Bhakti planet for me. Neptune is going to station retrograde. So it's been at the stationary degree point for some time. It's 25 degrees of Pisces. So Neptune is in his own domicile, um, and th these are very. This is a very, very long, slow slog, right? It's almost as long as Pluto, right? Because it's next to Pluto. So um, when when Neptune retrogrades, it's about six months. So it's going to be direct. It'll stop. At, it's at twenty five Pisces, and then it'll go direct at twenty two Pisces in early December. What do I want to say about that? Well, um, you know, since Neptune and Pluto spent half the year in retrograde, it's not that obvious a thing as it is say Mercury or Mars or, or the, the personal planets. However, um, Neptune, let's take a look. You know, Neptune is about, like I said, dreams and things. And when it's in retrograde, we're really um, checking in with ourselves about, you know, have we overestimated ourselves? Have we underestimated ourselves? Especially where it come, when it comes down to like having faith and having confidence and having, um, you know, a, a, a divine, I'm, I'm hearing, you know, a divine sense of purpose and, um, you know, never underestimate the hand of the divine. Um, and maybe there's a revealing and a journey that we take in these next six months um, when Neptune, which is that dreamy gas planet, you know, one of the gas giants, when it steps in with the direction of the sun, we're getting an even higher level of 
mystical downloads um, in concert with, you know, perhaps a reality check, like, hey, you know what, it's okay to be real. It's okay to be real about our uh, highest aspirations. And maybe we need to, to do some correcting there. Like there are things that are clearly not going to work, <clears throat> um, you know, where we overestimate and it's okay to be real about that uh, or underestimate. You know, don't, don't ever underestimate, you know, the power of our imagination, of our, our creativity. Neptune rules Hollywood, so it's, you know, all systems go. Um, you know, this is, the divine wants us to check in with ourselves. It's a natural process of life, the ebb and the flow. So when a planet is retrograde, it's ebbing. We're going on this very deep cosmic journey, and we're going to be looking at, you know, a fantasy reality check. Have we deceived ourselves about our abilities? And whatever area that Neptune is retrograding in your chart is the area of your life where you're really examining reality versus fantasy. So, um, you know, deception or, you know, have we, are we defrauding ourselves? Are we really, you know, being real about it? So that's our Neptune retrograde. Um, all right, so the same day, only um, about, well, depending on, I'm looking at Eastern time zones, uh, about eight, seven hours later, seven hours later, we get the new moon. So the new moon is in the sign of Cancer, seven degrees. And it's interesting, we have seven, seven, seven. We have the new, the sun and the moon, seven degrees Cancer. We have Jupiter at seven degrees Aries, and we have Venus at seven degrees Gemini. So it's interesting, there's seven, seven, seven. Lucky number seven, that seven is the number of creation, right? Like three plus four. It's the Trinity, it's the, 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 the divine, you know, logos. And then there's the, the, the four, the, the, the material realm. So the marriage of matter and spirit. And so the new moon is at 10.52 p.m. Eastern time um, on Tuesday evening, the 28th. And it would be um, the next morning in um, in the you know further east in Europe and such, and so uh, this is the obviously Cancer the domicile is the Moon so the Sun in Cancer is in the domicile of the Moon so our emotions our women food bodies nurturing healing you know wombs fertility children um, the, the fertility of who we are not necessarily physically literally fertility although it certainly includes that. But, um, you know, what's coming into question and where do we get to explore? Where is the light, you know, where is this, the light of our consciousness, of our collective consciousness is shining on? Well, it's shining on these things, healing and bonding and comfort and emotions and the home and the family and the mother and being mothered, mothering others, our sense of comfort. Um, how we relieve ourselves of stress, our physical bodies, these are all moon related, our health. And so, you know, uh, it's very, it's very clear that these are very loud subjects right now with, with Roe Wade having been overturned um, on everyone's mind, regardless of gender, it has to be right, it's, it's right there in front of us. Um, interestingly enough, in the US chart, let me go, hold on, let me pull that up. Okay, so here we see the US chart. In the US chart, here it is, we have the sun natally in the Sibley chart within the eighth house. 
And here's the sun and the moon, seven degrees, seven degrees, you're on, um, Venus and Gemini, seven degrees, and here's Jupiter. And so um, what's interesting with the US chart is notice how this uh, new moon is really falling right within range of Venus, co-present with Venus, women, right? Jupiter conjunct Venus, women, three degrees, seven, five, Jupiter, the law, right? Um, and doing the right thing. And then here is the new moon. And we also have um, Lilith. This is this symbol here is Lilith. It's an asteroid Lilith and it has to do with the, the outrageously raw feminine, divine feminine, like the, 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 the like la femme sauvage, the, 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 the wild woman. And that is, um, that's at 10 degrees the USA sun, 13 degrees. And here's Ceres. This is the planet, uh, this is the minor planet of um, agriculture and feeding and nurturing and food and mothering. This is all Ceres, right? The nurturing aspect. So all of this is interesting, right? As what's happening right now in the country, it's all really ganged up in that eighth house. So there is this death and renewal. There is this breakdown and there's this letting go of old survival patterns and which is so eighth house uh, where unconsciousness comes to the surface and where we get to regenerate ourselves. So we have this outrageous lineup. We also, I also find it fascinating that the um, natally the United States has Lilith in the 12th house at 14 degrees of Scorpio. So natally, now what does this say, you know, the philosophical, the delineation of this in opposition, not by degree, but by sign with Vesta, what is that? This is the, Vesta represents the, where we are devoted, what are we devoted to such that we would sacrifice, you know, our, our normal lifestyle, like the Vestal virgins and in Roman mythology, they tended the sacred flame, and and they it was all about this um, devotion to something bigger than themselves, where they would give up like their normal attachments to the world. Well, with Vesta in Taurus, Venus ruled Taurus. This is the United States. It's here, sixth house. It's been a struggle for women in, you know, when we founded this country, it's like there's this devotion to the divine feminine, there's this devotion to the earth, this is devotion to the sense world, except that in the sixth, with the opposition with Lilith, it's almost like we have to, here's the potential to get rid of our shame around sexuality, around any kind of subject that we consider secret or taboo or, you know, shamefulness about feeling, right, feeling and feeling our goddessness, feeling and, 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 and feeling our self-worth and, and not, uh, and embracing the shadow parts of ourselves so we can, we, we are not like made victims. We are, we are, can, through effort, we can um, mend this very powerfully. Now, what's nice is that we have Uranus on that in coming up and it'll conjunct that um, around early August, exact conjunction, but it's already very loud. And so here it is in that opposition. So here, this speaks very loudly to 
devotion to the divine feminine and to healing and to letting go of, of subconscious patterns. You know, I, I was just reading that women, right as we speak right now, they've been gathering around the country, um, sharing their rape stories, you know? So this, this uh, rolling back of, of, our, of our constitutional right um, is, is bringing up all this um, incredible connection. Women are connecting in ways they had not in a very long time or maybe ever, you know, because when had, have our rights been rolled back? You know, it's, it's just, it's unprecedented what is, what is happening right now. But like I said, we want to look at step outside the box and look at it in a larger perspective. And if we can just see that the grace of people connecting across any kind of, you know, barrier and coming together, right? The Uranus thing is about the unity and diversity and finding that shared ground, Uranus and Taurus, right? Shared ground through which we can build something new. Pretty amazing, right? So that's what's going on with the US chart. So this is all really loud this, this month, this new moon. And, but what's really nice, and this is what I like about this new moon, um, the, the greatest thing that we can say about it is that, um, you know, Jupiter, here's the planet Jupiter, is in this exact square to the degree with the new moon. And so this is, this is called bonification in ancient astrology. Bon, like the word bon in French is good. So it's making good. It's, it's creating beneficence here. And, um, and so it's lending, it's, it's, you know, there is this divine, um, you know, I would say maybe divine will, you know, to overcome any challenge and to stand strong and in one's sovereignty. Um, and, and allowing that to empower us and, and pull, you know, give us hope and faith and optimism around um, embracing our divine feminine self, our divine uh, purpose, and um, seeing the bigger picture, create, connecting with our intuitive skills and um, allowing that to guide us and to create new ground. With Aries, it's a cardinal sign, right? And these are, this is a cardinal sign, it's a cardinal new moon. This is a change, a change going on with, with the law and with um, our sense of truth, you know, what is true with, with, um, with uh, the, um, movement, the transit of uh, Jupiter and Aries. What is true for us? What is true for our bodies? Where is, what is our goal? Where do we, um, where do we want to, you know, make new paths? And so this is a really powerful uh, new moon for that. Um, I would say too, the Jupiter sextile Venus is very nice, you know, with that this is going to help us through this cycle, you know, for this next uh, month. And um, again, the two benefics, that's terrific, um, terrific news, you know, for um, women coming together. Here's an example, you know, you probably heard on the news that um, women are um, setting up an organizations and, and even the big corporate, you know, think of Jupiter big, right? Big corporations like Netflix and Disney and all these, these big guys are actually coming up, speaking up and saying, well, we will, if you need to have an abortion, we will, um, we will uh, pay for your travel expenses. Well, look at that, you know, Mercury and Venus in the sign of Gemini, you know, here's some help with travel expenses. 
and um, and this 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 connection over something of of a legal matter. So it's uh, a perfect example. Assisting with travel, like I said, um, you know, certainly we can use it for um, this, and we're going to need it, you know, to connect and play and be curious and lean into maybe other points of view or other mindsets and and really coming trying, you know, to an attempt to not keep everything divided. You know, Venus is the ambassador that wants to unite people. And Venus in Gemini is saying, hey, you know what? It's okay to think like somebody else. If you're across the ideological viewpoint, say, or on reproductive rights, you know, like consider other sides, consider the, the side that you're quote against, if you are, um, and, and, and just being um, open-minded. I would say to to reach across the table and listen because division will just not is not the answer, right? Um, so the thing that is difficult for this this um, new moon is that Mars, as you can see here, Mars is in a square, transiting Mars's moon line. It's squaring Pluto and Capricorn. As you can see, we're exactly in twenty seven degrees. It's Natal Pluto is retrograde for the USA, and we are we are Pluto retrograde also right now at the same degree, twenty seven degrees. So we are in the yes, baby, yes, I know, <laughs> yes, Lucas, yes, I know. He's like, okay, this is my siren. He goes, yeah, yeah, like I guess. Do you want them to listen to this? Okay, baby, hold on a second. There we go. Say hi on camera. This baby, hello, baby. There, baby. Okay. Yes, Lucas says, hello. Oh, okay. Oh, pardon me. Excuse me. I don't need that throat. Okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the, um, <laughs> it's so funny. Such a character, right? You don't say anything all day and now within mommy's on, mommy's on record. Uh, but anyway, like I was saying that Mars, that's the pressure cooker that we all want to be aware of. Now, this is when Mars squares Pluto, that's that's not a jolly easy time. All right. It's like a pressure cooker. The, the Pluto and Capricorn is that pressure cooker of, say, buried emotions and traumas and things from, gosh, you know, miasms from collectively the pain body of of humanity as it has endured a patriarchal um you know, capitalist driven, like the dark side of capitalism and the dark side of, of, of patriarchy and all of that um, colonialist, uh, you know, oppression and how that is all being stirred up uh, secrets amongst, you know, people who are at high levels. And so Mars and Aries is saying, no, we're not going to take that anymore. And so this, this, you know, could that have a violent aspect? Yes, it, it could. Um, however, um, how do we use that energy powerfully? Well, you can use it to transform instead of fighting and arguing. It's like there's enormous potential in that volcanic Pluto to take this pain body and transmute it into something that the poison becomes the healing, right? So for example, with Pluto and Capricorn, um, you know, I have a friend that told me that her family is... Um, her, her, her brother and sister-in-law are going to be visiting her for the July 4th weekend, and they haven't been to her, her house, and they live on the other side of the country, and they, 
they haven't been to her house in like, you know, years apparently. And so she's just kind of like trepidation about it. Like, oh my God, you know, what are we gonna do? And I'm kind of feeling a little nervous. And I said, you know what, just be yourself. And um, I would also say that um, being just speaking from the heart and, and standing up for your light and for what you see as possible with your family, if you are getting together, because this is gonna be really tight, right? Through this week into the weekend, will feel it very strongly over this July 4th weekend. So, um, uh, you know, you, you want to use this, um, you know, and I was saying in the last podcast, you know, don't play with fireworks. Like this is not the weekend to be messing around. Don't play with fire and don't play with, um, you know, fireworks is just not a good plan. But if you look at that symbolically, um, there is, there is fire. What is that light wanting to be revealed? Like the Pluto, the volcanic, you know, the pressure cooker with lava inside that wants to explode and Mars could be like, like playing around with that match on gasoline. So yeah, um, not that you taunt and, and you don't wanna be rude and aggressive in the, in the low Mars, you know, but you can, it, you know, being a conscious being saying, wow, what can I do? What role can I play to, to create transformation? with my family to heal old, old wounds and subconscious patterns that have um, been in the way. Because with Mars in that square, it's very much gonna show us, you know, what, what are old patterns that are really past their expiration date? What are old patterns that are, that are just done, you know? So every time Mars conjuncts, opposes, or squares Capricorn, you know, when Mars is in a cardinal sign, it's going to do this dance. It's been doing it for, you know, 15, what, 14 years now? It came, went in in 08. Pluto went into Capricorn in 08. So um, we are in the final stages of this Pluto transit through the sign of Capricorn. It'll be out next year. You know, it goes into, it'll go into Leo. I'm sorry, it'll go into Aquarius. And it'll backtrack a little bit into Capricorn. So it's, but it's in its death throes, this, this kind of, you know, controlling um, the paradigm of control and, you know, and, and, you know, high men in power that have, you know, controlled uh, women and have controlled just the masses, um, you know, billionaires owning more and more of the planetary wealth and squeezing out everybody underneath. You know, this is not a sustainable situation. So all of this is what's changing. And Mars this weekend in Aries leading the charge, uh, you know, to say, you know what, we can cut, right? Mars is about cutting away. We can cut ourselves loose from this, um, whatever, you know, the, the repressive structures that have kept us back, that have manipulated us subconsciously, uh, maybe not meaning to, but it's there, or like our family's not meaning to do harm, but it's an unconscious situation. So Pluto is very much about the unconscious. So I would say, you know, if you are going to get together with your family or friends or whatever, or even if you're not, you there's this opportunity to observe and to heal uh, these, these patterns. And when we come out the other side, we're like, oh my God, it's new. You know, the green grass the, is so vibrant after a volcano erupts. So it's not like, you know, oh, don't say anything, don't rock the boat, you know. Well, I would say rock it with your heart, you know. Don't rock it with your mind. Don't get into arguments. It's very easy to go there to, to want to be right, you know, Mars and Aries, right? 
but um, what we we can um, move beyond that and so use that opportunity hopefully you know use it wisely because it can give great results it doesn't have to be a, a, a war breakout um, there's one other thing I'll say about that is it takes two years for Mars to go through a sign right um, and so to come around to Mars return um, the last time Mars was at 29 Aries, Jijing was the capital riots. So I thought, I don't know when their hearings are going to finish, but it would be interesting if it finished right at the same point it was when the riots took place. That's an interesting kind of cosmic justice, um, the hearings on, on Capitol Hill. Um, and um, also what's interesting is, and here's a great example of astrology, Oh my goodness, when that happened, I'm gonna call this out. Okay, when that happened, that was at you, the US um, chart. We had uh, Mars was a 29 Cancer the day of the, at the very, very last minutes, like 58 minutes, 59 minutes of, of Aries. Like I said, right, it was violent. Um, however, you know, we also had Jupiter uh, over that um, was interesting. Well, I, I don't want to pull up the chart, but I'm just going to say that the um, there was a, there was an asteroid. There's an asteroid called Pholus, P-H-O-L-U-S, and it's about I've talked about it many many months ago. Um, and in the USA chart, Pholus, which is about the lid comes off and there's like all hell breaks loose. Well, it was activated that day. I think it was Jupiter was right on Pholus, which is also conjunct the south node of the USA. So um, I th I, that was just a real powder keg ready to go off, right? And, and there it was. Um, other places too, of course, but that, that was interesting. And, but here's what I wanna say. The interesting thing was to watch a planet change signs and to see the characteristics accordingly change of what is being experienced on the planet. So when Mars was 29 degrees of Aries, the people stormed, revolution, chaos, blah, blah, blah. Um, and if you remember, like, do you remember that guy with the horns? He had like the Viking, you know, the big horns and he, and, and he was carrying a spear or a flag as a spear or something, you know, he it was just all the, right? And, and he had that, like a, I wanna say he was wearing like, he looked like a Viking, like he had a bear skin or something. Yeah, it was this iconic photo. Well, there it was, right? Mars and Aries. And, um, and then, when and then I remember for hours and hours it was like when is this going to end? It was on TV and you see you know why are these people still swarming? The police couldn't get a handle on it. When Mars went into zero degrees of Taurus, what five thirty something p.m. That's the exact moment when every the police came in and cleared everybody out and they peacefully left. Yes, they were creating chaos, but then they all left. And that's when Trump said, go home in love and peace. That's what he told the protesters. Well, Mars had entered into Taurus, which is Venus's temple, which is all about love and peace. It's like crazy. So I, I never forgot that. You talk about the power of astrology and Mars in Taurus is considered in its detriment. It's, it's in exile. So it's, this is not a comfortable place for Mars. It's like sticking, you know, um, 
Rambo in a Laura Ashley bedroom with ruffles and lace. It's like, oh, I don't really operate very well here. Yeah, well, all those guys with their guns and spears and having you know dead people were lying there, right? It was it was pretty awful carnage. But the fact that they retreated in a quiet, relatively quiet manner. So just to say, yeah, watch what happens when Mars goes into that point. Let me see when when it exactly enters Taurus, just a second. Okay, it's um, July 5th, 2.04 a.m. in the Eastern time. So it'll be a little after 11 p.m. on July 4th on the Pacific coast. So it gives you an idea. Um, so we, we like, again, you know, let's just use Mars and Aries in its final degrees to stand for some truth and for regeneration and to carve a new path of a government and a society and a structure and a family unit structure and a societal structure and the structure of our own reality into renewing and embracing um, ourselves such that we can regenerate and purify um, any any darkness and shadow that needs to be expelled can it, it, we can boldly and bravely face these dark aspects of ourselves so that we can reprogram ourselves and society at large that's how that's about how how i would put it so um yeah so there there's that um and then i would just say um yeah so the opportunity for like really profound you know, where your, your DNA changes because you've, you've spoken truth to you, like say you're, like I say, if you have a toxic family environment, you speak truth and speak it in a, in a profound way that is, um, you know, centered in the heart and driven by courage and centered in the heart. Um, and, and being that member Venus and Gemini, right? Being open and curious and um, lighthearted about it is best, you know, using these, um, you know, keeping just always keeping the light in mind. You know, in in this in the in the face of some really dark, heavy uh, control situations. You know, we ask ourselves, well, who are we going to be now that we know this going in? We can program, and we we're on the alert, and we 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 can be consciously creating uh, what we want. You know, what do we want to come out of an uncomfortable situation? The bravery to go into it, but knowing that it clears the air and it reprograms and, and, and it clears, my goodness, this will clear DNA, you know, collective DNA, pain body, families and societies. This, this has that power to, to completely rewrite and, and, um, and heal and regenerate us on the cellular level. It's, it's really deep. So anyway, that's all. That's what I wanna say about the new moon. And so, yes, very much, uh, you know, regenerating, nurturing and healing ourselves, women, the divine feminine, the divine feminine in all of us, no matter what gender we express as, it's that sweet, kind, loving part of ourselves that um, that is really coming to the fore now, right? The old patriarchal ways of control and manipulation and dominance with Pluto and Capricorn are being shown you know, to us that so that we can um, transform them bravely and uh, stand for ourselves and stand for security, the comfort and security and bonding and love as, as our foundation. So, yay. All right, that's all for today. And I hope you have enjoyed this. And please remember to like, share, subscribe. I'm always so, 
so grateful for that. Um, it really does help the channel. So yay. All right. Uh, wishing you a wonderful week. Play with that Venus and Gemini. Go out and play and play hide and seek. Or if you're dating someone, you know, just, uh, just have fun with them. Just keep it light and keep it uh, lighthearted. And um, you never know the trickster Gemini, you know, Venus and Mercury and Mercury's trickster temple uh, could be have some surprises in store, but um, all good ones. I'm, I uh, wish you all the best. All right, my dears, uh, see you next time. This is Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Speaks, starsoundastrology.com. Thank you all for listening. Namaste.